For the past 30 years, Care Heating and Cooling put you first. You are the reason they are open seven days a week. You are why they make it easy to schedule service at careheatingandcooling.com. Concern for your safety is why they check every gas furnace for carbon monoxide. It's because of you that their technicians are paid to fix your furnace and air conditioner, not sell you a new one. And if you do need a new furnace, their team will make sure you get exactly what you need at a cost that fits your budget. Care Heating and Cooling is committed to doing business right. Call them at 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chels. This is it, the podcast with more stats than Andy's ever found in his life underneath his bed. And he's here. Andy, have you got many stats for us tonight? Many, many stats. Oh, you came out with a really good stat earlier when we were having a coffee. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. It was actually quite interesting, but I've forgotten mm. it. Um, <laughs> Must Mr. have been interesting. Mr. Rick Granville, you're here. Hello. He's How not averse you? to the odd stat. You never give him he's, any grief. I will. If it's, Excuse if it's, me, I'm a historian, not a statistician. Oh, is there a, a big divide yeah. between the two? No, not big divide, but there's a big difference. Okay, well, same thing. No, because no? that implies conflict. But you use, the, conflict. You, you use statistical evidence in some of your I do. history. Yeah. But there's always conflict with you and Andy. That's the difference. We had a Twitter, I inter- we had I a Twitter spat it. after the game, didn't we? <laughs> after which game? After the game, after the Swansea game. We had a Twitter spat about Kante. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, well, these well. spats mean more to Andy than they obviously did to you. And a man wait, interrupted wait. and you threatened to chin me, Andy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no, which one, which occasion no, that Andy really. threatened to he chin you really. was that? Yes, that, that's right. He's snuck in again. That's Mr. Gary Hayes over there. He's so chinnable. It's because <laughs> <laughs> of my chins. I'm only here because I want to sit next to Ricardo Glanville. Uh. He went off in my estimation when I found out he had some Italian heritage. <laughs> you thought we might get some ice cream or something, did yeah. you? But, um, gelato. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so anyway, we are here after a, a very fun little weekend, a I little think. A pleasing weekend yes, in, the, in the end. Yeah, uh, yeah in, the, in the end. We'll get to that in a minute. But no doubt we should probably all get to know what the team was. Shouldn't we, uh, Yeah, if you want me to go through the team, that's no right. problem. So, you know, it it's was a... Your list. Fairly um, uh, straightforward uh, uh, team selection. Courtois in goal. Azpilicueta, Louise Cahill uh, as a back three. Moses and Alonso as the full backs. And I think I'm right in saying that that back um, five or six has, has, has been absolutely uh, rock solid throughout the whole season. That's been the, the pick for pretty much all of the league since games this change. season. Yeah, since, since the uh, Arsenal game or the Liverpool yeah, game. Yeah, since midway through the yeah, yeah. Arsenal game. Uh, Fabregas uh, picked over Matic uh, in midfield next to Kante, who I'm sure we'll talk a lot about today, and uh, Pedro, Costa and Hazard up front. So I suppose we should start with the, the, the major difference was Fabregas coming into the lineup. Uh, for me, he seems to have been doing a fantastic job whenever we see him. And people were thinking, well, it'd be Kante and Matic. But he didn't go that way. He went with Fabregas. Did, did you see that coming, Rick? I did, actually. Well, I knew you but would. I, That's why I asked no, you. Uh, <laughs> you should read my pre-match briefings more, mate. No, uh, oh, I'm I, sorry. Where, where do we find them? <laughs> on the official website. Okay. And when do they go up? They go up um, midweek games. They go up on the day. And... Uh, for weekend games, they go up in three stages, three different sections, uh, starting on the Friday morning. 
And do you have inside info, or is this just out of your mind? Um, some of it is a, knowledge, a steered guess, but the majority of it is that I spend all my time looking at this. You know, I find out what's happening in training, and I look at what, uh, uh, analyze what these changes are, and then there's sort of. Uh, you you get to know what the manager's going to do. I thought he would play Fabregas, or I, I imagined he was would, because I think when he doesn't, it's because there's a really strong, powerful, beefy midfield that he's up against. And although there were three in midfield with Swansea, it was never like, you know, it's, you're talking Jack Cork, uh, Leroy Fair, big bad Leroy Fair, and uh, <laughs> I can't think who the other one was. But not, no monsters. Know, Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll, yeah. that's right. You so I did, I did think also they... Uh, they can be quite obdurate, Swansea. And, you know, he has the touch of a surgeon, doesn't he? It was Fabregas. his 300th Premier League appearance. He's the first Spaniard to do that in the Premier League. Yeah, he was proud of that as well, wasn't he? Yeah, and uh, only Ryan Giggs has provided more Premier League assists than Cesc Fabregas, who's now level with Frank Lampard on yeah. 102 assists. Mm. Is it, you see, for me, I, I think Fabregas has been pretty fantastic. I mean, in the whole time he's been with us, I think he's been good. He was one of the, those that came under immense flack last year. Um, and I thought he was kind of singled out unnecessarily. He didn't play well. Mm, I don't know. I think Eden Hazard and uh, no, I was gonna say, Diego I was gonna Costa say were singled long... out more, really. Yeah, but Fabregas, I mean, where yeah. we were in Matthew Harding. That's just because he played for Arsenal, I think. Yeah, um, but they, they reverted yeah. to that last year quite a lot. And mm. I, I still find residue of it. Against Swansea on Saturday, mm. um, there, there was a tackle he missed. And everyone's going, oh, what's the matter with you, Fabregas? You never get stuck in. And he's just played about four forty. That's just passes. where you sit, frankly. No, I think I mean, it is. I've stood in. I've stood. I've stood where where you stand, and you are surrounded by idiots. Yeah, <laughs> Apart you from, are standing. It's seated. No, no one's look, standing is no. illegal. At my height, I want everyone to sit down. It's really irritating. Yeah, talk about safe anything. standing. They all stand up in a Matthew Harding stand the whole game. The whole game is oh, I'm, standing. I'm joking because what they do before the game. What do they do before? Well, they the say uh, standing is illegal, and anyone doing it will be ejected. It's really funny, but one person in front of us, because actually where we are, we're lucky. We've got a group of people actually right around us. are really nice, and then there is a sea of the others, and. <laughs> And it's really funny because like, they, they uh, have that, no one will stand. And the person in front of us who has to stand because someone who's six foot four stands in front yeah. of him, he was the only person I've ever known who got a threatening email saying he will be banned from the club if he continues to what, stand. the one who didn't go, want to stand. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the one who didn't want to stand in yeah. Matthew Harding. Always pick on the reluctant stand. It is. He looks reluctant. We'll pick on him because he'll never <laughs> b- blow he'll this up. He'll back down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Sorry, can I just, just go back to the football quickly just to add to um, oh, Andy's, oh, Andy's stats about um, Fabregas. I was really impressed because I, I didn't realise before that um, I think, was that his 44th Premier League goal? He's 46. One of the two, anyway. And Andy obviously, with the with the round number of being three hundred goals, I thought it was incredible that he's been involved in one capacity or another in a goal every other game. Which is, yeah. considering that Arsenal side he played in that struggled at times, and and the season that Chelsea had mm. last year, for him to have those stats that are that impressive just shows what a great player he's done, and the longevity in order to do that as well just shows it, I, he could have had two two other assists as well on yeah. and two Swansea. other goals. Yeah. He could have had a hat trick. Yeah, it was a shame. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought there were three players with really strong shouts for man of the match in that game. There was obviously Fabregas. Mm. I think Kante was different level for me, yeah. and Pedro. I yeah. think were all brilliant in that. What a game. season he's having! Amazing oh, season. I mean, Pedro, you know, has been directly involved in ten goals in his past nine games for Chelsea mm. in all competitions. Seven goals and three. 
criticists. I mean, you talk about players that got a hard time last year. I mean, Pedro mm-hmm. was very much of, of of you know on that hard time. Well, he was thing. an emergency purchase, really, wasn't he? Yeah, it, it, he was on the cusp of abuse last year. No, was, no, no, he but, got but, abuse but, last year. Well, that's just where you sit. No, 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 but he I, got abuse last. But year. hold on, hold on, because he didn't. You know, it was a difficult. I'm sure he would admit it was a difficult season for him. Yeah. He was. He didn't really fit into the system that we were using. This system absolutely gets the best, best out of him. Back inside right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's a, like a number eight role, isn't it? And uh, this yeah. narrowness that we get from our front three suits him perfectly. And I actually think he's better in that role than William, who I know is very popular. But I think he's better as an edge, you know, inside, just outside the box player than William is. I think he's more dynamic and urgent and creates more. But I think the thing, what I did was after he'd scored, I think it was actually the week before, uh, when he equaled his tally for last season, 11. And I was thinking, I seem to remember at Barcelona, he scored more than that. And actually it shocked me that he got something like 23 goals in his first big season, 22 the following one. Then I think... After that, nineteen or something. He he can bang in the goals. He's used to getting this volume, and there aren't many of our players apart from Diego Costa that can say that. Really, to mm. be honest. No, he, Think about goal scoring by Spanish players. Did you hear that great stat? It actually comes from another podcast, but I heard it the other day, which was claim it as your own. That our <laughs> our Spanish players have scored more goals yeah, for Chelsea yeah. this season yeah. than any uh, any La Liga yeah. club. Yes. So, which is amazing, really. Yeah, you know, Pedro yeah. Costa, obviously. And, and it's Fabregas. interesting of all the and Alonso, sort of, and Alonso. Yeah, of all Alonso. the accents that you hear at Stamford Bridge. We have uh, the seats behind me and my son Ollie. Um, I think it's like the Brazilian supporters club have them because it's always different people, but they're always Brazilians. And you know, walking around the concourses, you hear lots of different accents, but you don't really hear many Spanish accents. Well, they do speak you? Portuguese. No, that's yes, that's what I'm saying. You don't really hear Spanish accents. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were saying that they were speaking Spanish. No, no, no. No, you hear Brazilian Portuguese accents. I see. But you right. don't okay. hear Spanish. You know, when you think Spanish. of the yeah, huge yeah, yeah. influence that we have yeah. in the club, of the Spanish influence, and it hasn't kind of resonated with, you know, the Iberian or, you what? know, I think population also, of London so much. Yeah, but I think it's quite interesting because Brazilians love us. Spanish, Spanish fans stick to their clubs, really. They're, most of them are Barcelona or Real Madrid. And then the dregs support the rest. And well, you always say there's no culture of away fans in Spain. No, there isn't. Because go, Kerry goes and sees Malaga. Yeah. When he's yeah. over there. And that, you get a smattering, don't you? All, yeah. you know, even Barcelona and Real Madrid, when they win away and they, they do that long pan to sort of the, about Gods. 40 or 50 people yeah. and barely occupying 150 seats or something. Yeah. And of course, Barcelona hate us. You know, well, I think that probably is what it is. I think yeah. Kerry's right that yeah. it's that we've had so much history against Spanish clubs that yeah. it Not sort of militates Madrid, though, against it, though, really. Yeah. But certainly, no. Well, we beat them in the Super. We played them twice. Beat them twice. Yeah, but there's no. Uh, yeah, one in nineteen. Well, sorry, three three times if you want to count seventy one. Yeah. yeah, so 1971 and yeah, the Super obviously Cup. obviously twice in 71. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, so yeah. twice in 71 and then and once in the Super Cup, which was mm, yeah. 1999. Yeah, and a friendly in 1966 or yeah. something. It's funny, isn't it? We and then we lost to them in pre-season in a silly... Yeah. 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 We haven't had much dealing with them. It's, it's strange. There are certain clubs you look at and then you go, you know, oh, that's... We haven't really played. Mm. Played Bayern Munich a lot. We played Barcelona a lot. Celtic's another one. Celtic, yeah. We played Rangers. We have played Celtic. We played Celtic again pre-season, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but no, not, it's not a real game. Yeah. No. Just um, on Rick's point about Pedro as well. That you're talking about it inside right. That goal on 
on Saturday just proves why he has to play in there yeah, because yeah. last season he's playing more of as a winger he's further out he's having to have more touches to come inside that was instinct I know Fabianski should have saved it and performed a lot better but the way Pedro gets in one the way he opened up his body one to, yeah. to allow that pass from Fabregas that then allowed him to get on the foot and to cut inside and then just instinctively hit it and I think Fab, uh, Fabianski sees it late which obviously allows it to go under yeah, look, it, bounced, Fabianski it bounced just well shows, didn't it it bounced yeah, just but that, at the that just shows why Pedro has to play in that area yeah, because he's so dangerous Fabianski yeah. got a lot of grief for that and yes he probably should have saved it a player of you know a, 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 a footballer playing at this level of football but but it did wickedly dip in front of him it, it bounced nasty. just to the worst yeah, possible I, I think there's a lot to there's, there's a lot to you know I think he didn't save it because of the way Pedro took the shot and that he took it early it was behind players yeah. and obviously the bounce as well shoot but early in saying that if, if Courtois had conceded that goal to uh, you know Sigurdsson or um, hmm. yeah. Courtois out yeah, yeah it would be it, you know, and <laughs> rightly so I think that, you know, that people would be upset with it and um, Paul Clement in the press conference was a bit you could see he was a bit aggrieved with it as well and yeah it just shows Pedro though good player Right, well, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the Swansea game after this commercial break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Right, so back to the game. Um... Yeah, I mean, back to Pedro. I mean, what I think is interesting is that Conte seems to have really analysed his players and worked out who does what, who's best at this, who's best at that. And it's suddenly, there's no longer square pegs and round holes, it's round pegs and round holes. And, and, and suddenly we see this different team. They all look happy. And I can't remember the last time I saw a Chelsea team. Really, even when we won the league two years ago, there were problems throughout that season, especially the second half. But this season, this seems to be a joy. Can I can I make a point on that? And I, I I thought it was really interesting. There was a certain amount of frustration in the crowd. We went one 0 up in the nineteenth minute. Fabregas mm. scored, managed to get a little bit of luck, and 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 scored the goal. We looked like we were cruising. We had a huge amount of possession. Um, we were, I think, we had double the amount of passes they had. We were absolutely bossing the game. They got a a, a free kick right on the uh, cusp of half time. Lorente heads it in, and then after the break, there was a real amount of frustration from the crowd. And I, what was interesting, and I was one of the people getting slightly frustrated, not panicking, but getting a little bit frustrated. The players never looked frustrated. No. They always they looked incredibly calm, mm. and they had a, a real belief about them. And I really noticed that as that mm. as the crowd was getting frustrated, I never saw that transfers to the players the players look utterly in control and I never felt we were going to lose the game it just well, was frustrating the amount of time it was taking to kill it the out. training ground and know exactly what they're doing yeah it, but, but, they, but we should learn from the players and remain calm because they have belief that they're going to do it I, th- I, I thought the fans were really good actually I don't th- should I have didn't, been down I, my end yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't sense that no, too much I, of that frustration I, I thought there was a there was a feeling that um, 
an opportunity would come. We did have a couple of chances. Well, when I say frustration, Rick, I don't mean panic. I don't mean people no. shouting abuse or coating the players off. Just yeah. there was a sense of just come on. Just, yeah, I think it's a, a bit like it's a bit like an ancestral memory. Don't forget my ancestor used to own Stamford Bridge, so you know, easy tiger. Is there is there something to be said that the more you look into your ancestry, the more you actually end up owning in the world? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you seem no, to own everything and, and no, have ancestors no, no, all over no. the place. The more you realise what they squandered, <laughs> that's what it comes and down to. And didn't leave to you. <laughs> exactly. What he should have had. Yeah. Poor old Rick. I don't know. Oh, he my should God. have been the lord of Stamford. Always in the work. He'd be like a Donald Trump right now, couldn't he, if they didn't you know, squander their money? Small hands. <laughs> <laughs> Venal, yeah, yeah, good, good work. <laughs> you can get tablets for that. So that 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 victory on uh, Saturday that equaled a club record of twelve successive yeah. home victories. We're now ten points clear on sixty three points. Spurs are in second on fifty three, ten points behind Man City, who have a game in hand are on fifty two, and Arsenal are in fourth, thirteen points behind on fifty points. Mm. Um, Aaron Ramsey still thinks they can win the league. Yeah, I know. I saw that. How deluded is that? <laughs> Only takes a couple of slip-ups. Well, he doesn't um, even get in the team, does he now? Chelsea now have 63 points from 26 games. That's three more than we had at the same stage uh, in 2014-15 when we last won the week. We now need 29 points from the remaining 36 to win the league, and that's assuming our rivals don't drop any more points between now Which and the impossible. end of the season. So we're in a mm. good position. I felt, personally, after that game, that, that game for me was a tipping point. For me, I just... Starting. To, I'm, I'm not. Don't get me Monday, wrong. Monday. Don't get me wrong. I'm Monday's not. Crucial. I'm not complacent. West Ham. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complacent. I'm not counting any chickens. But I'm more relaxed now well, than I have been. They're all in barns because there's been bird flu, so you won't be able to count them. Oh, yeah. I'm not counting any chickens. You won't. Uh, avian correspondent <laughs> over there. <laughs> Do you want to plug your book? And then your, your free range eggs can't be called free range anymore. That's right, exactly. See, this is a man who who's on the well, pulse of. I was, I was only reading it because it was an anti Brexit story. Where it was like, oh, these Europeans won't let us call our eggs free range anymore because the chickens have been in barns for three months. Yeah, barns in, in West London. No, yeah. no, Roehampton. No, no, no. yeah. Barns in barns where you keep all the city barns. Right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's like you know, in the country. Well, you know, all turkeys come, come from Norfolk, so all chickens come from barns. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All chicken. There's the title for the podcast this week. All chickens come from barns. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm not being complacent. I'm not counting chickens. I, I do think that um, I, I'm more relaxed now than I have been at any point in the season about our chances moving forward because, you know, you look at that result last night, Leicester smashing Liverpool. Um, you look at other teams dropping points. I cannot believe that those other teams are going to go for the rest of the season without dropping points, yep. whereas I think we will be steady. I think you're absolutely right. I think next Monday against... West Ham is a is a big game, but because our I, away honestly, form is not great, no, you know we haven't won our last three away uh, mm. league we, games. Don't you think in the away games we've not really gone for it in the same way recently? It's almost like we've just taken our foot off the gas a little. Well, we play Tottenham; oh, they've been difficult ones. Yeah, they top, have Tottenham, Liverpool, and Burnley. I mean, Burnley's are, record is astonishing at home. I mean, I don't think there's any disgrace to draw out, there. But we, but we should have won that, and, and we, we should have won Liverpool. And we should have really. won Liverpool. We missed a penalty, yeah. so there were there were probably four points there that we should have that we don't yeah and uh, but you know, I, where, where I agree with you Andy though is that I felt that you know you, you want uh, the home league form should take after look after itself you want to get as many wins as you can possibly get from that maximise those and then you sort of think if you draw the away games or you know get two points 
over the course of a season uh, on average from those away games, you're doing well. I just think that with that slippage in the away in the, uh, the away results, we really needed probably an even bigger statement than we were able to deliver on uh, at the weekend. I would like to see us start to really thump teams <laughs> so they come, mm. they arrive beaten already yeah. by the prospects. I'm not so worried about that. I'm just mm. about... You no, know, I'm not worried about it, but I just no, think no, no. it would... I, I, know what you know. You're, I know exactly what you're saying. It would and, be nice. I know what yeah. you're saying, and it would be nice. For me, I'm just quite happy that calmness, that professionalism, yeah. we will dispatch yeah, them, we move on, there, easy next, you know. I think, but that's kind of what I'm saying about these away draws and things. It's almost like they've gone, you know what, this isn't a bad result for us. We can take this. We've got a bit going on. Then Swansea, I think they looked a bit aggrieved that they were one all at half time, and they came out and they did the business. And I think Conte just decides: shall we stay with a draw or shall we go for a win in games at the moment? I think I, I think it's also like the way that he changes this, the team up and ends up with the two up front for the last. We did 10, it again, 50. didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. He changes that that whole system again, and we're seeing more sort of tactical things to finish games in ways that he wants than we have previously. But we're know. finishing games. <laughs> Uh, this is a massive difference from last season. We're finishing games much stronger than our opponents. We look fitter, fitter than they than they are, and pretty much apart from maybe Tottenham, I would say mm. the only team I haven't felt that about. But then we know that they'll be overtrained and they will. Yeah, I mean, and out of their old limps off, didn't he? Who's yeah. one of their key players? Limps off, and they will pick up. You know, they yeah. And look up. at Liverpool. There's a team that was supposedly the fittest team in the league. Two weeks off, and they and can't run. Uh, like Gary Neville said I want to know what they were doing in Marbella or wherever it was they went <laughs> wasn't it Carrie going drinking <laughs> <laughs> can I just say as well actually um, talking about Andy's point about not being too worried in terms of not complacent but not worried is that I think it was telling in that um, Conte started counting the points for what they need to win the league when he started saying you're only 29 points and I think yeah. that shows now that they believe in the belief's already been there. They can win the league, but now they're looking in. They're starting. It's not so much game by game, but they're counting the points down, and they're getting. Yeah. And that's why you are seeing these professional performances in the last twenty minutes of games where Closing him out. he's what playing the five man. He yeah. did, you know, we're three one up. He didn't need to play five man midfield, but he does it just to completely close that game down. And well, also it means that you don't have to work quite so hard as well. Yeah, because you're containing. You know, you can just keep the ball and play. Exactly. And you're, you're not extending yourself, so he's conserving a bit of energy. The thing I love, the phrase he used that I absolutely love is that at this time of the year, uh, all the points become heavy. He said, which I think is a really nice way of putting it. Yeah, that extra weight that yeah. they carry every time we win ahead of the other teams there's a little bit of sinking in their hearts and especially getting that win it was input, the fixture list was kind to us in the sense that yeah. United City getting cancelled because few it was, it's come at a time where City are just gained a bit of momentum where you're thinking that at the back of your mind that you've got the, the Guardiola factor you know that people talk about and you're thinking okay uh, I know Gabriel Jesus has got injured but Aguero scoring goals getting back into a little bit of form and then it just kills it Yeah, and you know they're, they're back to being um, 11 points behind they've got United as their their game in hand so it's that, that psychological impact of having to play a rival a massive rival as well Yeah, you know I know it's at home but still you know they've got to overcome that and like you say it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier Yeah and I'm not buying a myth of Guardiola I had a big Twitter spat with Ollie Holt about it you know in the week the journalist Ollie I don't know if you saw that which was like I've you know, seen many you, you and Ollie Holt you're like I know because he's, he's, blo- he's blocked never me knowing and I've got, no, said anything. I've, got I've got no idea why maybe he thought it was you maybe you and me <laughs> <laughs> no because he just said maybe all the Guardiola haters will get back in their box after that performance against See, I, I, you know. I'm, not, I'm not that oh, far on, on the spectrum I just think that 
a manager of his, but not, I'm not even talking about fans, but I mean, sometimes players can buy into it. That, oh, we're facing a Guardiola team or, you know, and, and that can, you know, you're saying about wanting to smash teams so that they're beaten before they, yeah. before they get on the pitch. It was what Mourinho had in that first spell yeah. at Chelsea where teams would turn up and say, oh, it's Jose Mourinho's Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Go a goal they're, down and you lose. Yeah, they yeah. haven't lost in 80 games. I think we've got that fear factor though. I think we've definitely know, got I, it. I, but I think we're building it. Yeah. You're talking about, about Guardiola. But talking about Guardiola, oh, I yeah. think that, you know, teams and players are so much in awe of him because they believe in whether it's a myth or not. You know, that's down to opinion. But it's a myth. I think that for City, when when he came in as well, especially you know, you look at the way they started the, the season. Everyone was like in awe of Guardiola, even the players mm. that they were playing against. Mm. The thing is, right, you play Monaco, that. right? They're a half decent team. Yeah, you score five goals. You concede three away yeah. goals. I mean, how is that a great performance? It's shambolic. No, it's, it's oh, you it, cannot it, do that. No, no, you're right. You're right. But, but you're the right. point I'm making is that. Chelsea winning at the weekend makes it harder for them yeah, to you're right. you know, potentially form some form of comeback where you know um, the ball's going to get passed to Kante and he's going to slip and a player's going to run through and score and it's going to kill our title off. That's not going to happen. Can I just make a point about the Europe, as you mentioned Europe, Gary, that um, of course the FA Cup match against Man United, because they're progressing, that's their, their, that Europa League tie they have straddles um, our FA Cup meeting, and they've got that trip to Rostov, yep. the uh, three three and a half thousand mile round t- trip. Before we do that, if they get to the quarterfinals, the same thing will happen with our league visit to Old Trafford, which I think could be pivotal uh, yeah. by then. Mm. You, you know, you, if things go well, it could actually almost confirm the. That's winning the title. Yeah, and I'm sorry, they robbed Southampton on Sunday. Oh, they did. <laughs> Absolutely oh, robbed them blind. Southampton yeah, robbed themselves a bit, though, didn't they? Well, they did, did but they did have a, a, not, a perfectly good goal ads. ruled out. Oh, that was disgraceful. <laughs> yeah. And, that, you yeah. know, these. this is supposed to be our uh, elite uh, yeah. refereeing crew. I know. And they get it wrong. But I saw everything I saw on Man United. I thought there's nothing to fear there. There's nothing to fear there. Other than Ibrahimovic, you know that second goal he scored. If you watched it, he gets the goal. uh, He gets the goal by by taking the ball out on a breakaway, Mm. and he huffs and puffs and stops just past the centre circle, unable to breathe. Gives it to (laughs) someone else. It pings around, pings around. Bugger this for a game of soldiers. And then he's just suddenly standing in the six yard box, completely unmarked. Unbelievable. But it was was really good. um, Really good approach playing patient was. of course no well. but what I'm saying is he had to stop and then work a way out and then they pinged it around a bit yeah. and we'll then help they if somebody marked him talking yeah. about marking Lorente's goal how bad was that but I mean it, I, for the first time it was on him I don't know what that was about have you seen the f- I don't, well he's a think, decent striker well, you should I'll have a decent defender on the if you look at the whole thing again you'll see that Moses shouldn't have been marking him no in fact if you look at it you can see that I'm sorry but Marcus Alonso was in a left back position, not marking anyone, and you can see them all looking. Who, who's missing? Who's yeah. not picking? They've up They've gone Lorenzo. in for half time, and, yeah. and Alonso <clears throat> trots over. Yeah. But unfortunately, because Moses has actually taken responsibility f- for it, and you know he's never going to be. Oh, good I'm, enough. I'm, so I'm not blaming. So I'm I think, him for I think that. the problem. I'm, I'm sorry, Marcus, but I think he was the man who should have been. He yeah. should have been picking up Lorente. I didn't actually. I don't think I had any other free kicks. I didn't see who should have been who. Was, that was about the only one. They, uh, but we Sigurdsson can see so free- many headers now. 
So this has been a massive thing. Yeah. Five of our last in that sort of area in the air, in yeah. the air you know, it's, yeah. well, that see, is a that's and, a problem. And it is a real, you know, it's one of those that a, a coach would hate because it's a straight on free kick. It yeah. should be up and away. Not is that not a height issue because Mourinho was had this obsession with height, didn't he? That you had to have a certain amount. No, of because the Alonso is six two. That was yeah. organisation. That was Saturday. absolutely right. They that went was, in for half time early. That was who's doing what. You can see them all yeah. all shouting to each other. Who's not doing what they should be doing. But what, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I don't want to blame Moses. I'm no. not pointing a finger at Moses. All what I'm he was with him. Yeah, you're right. Collectively, yeah. what are they doing? Allowing Moses to pick him up. Yes, exactly. I, I think the technical term is a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, well, I mean, the, the what great... it does mean is that Chelsea conceded in consecutive home league games for the first time under Antonio Conte. Um, and I just think those kind of little lapses in concentration, they they can be difficult. I mean, the Burnley free kick, things like that, which, you know, they're costing us or they could cost us. And as we go into the run-in, we've got to be 100% concentrated for the and whole 90 minutes Monday, plus. who's coming back for West Ham? Andy Carroll. Yeah. Well, he's always been a nuisance for us, hasn't he? But so. who better in the air than yeah. him? Mm. He's as good as Lorente. Well, yeah. they'll put him on the back stick all game. And more mobile game. than Lorente as yeah. well, probably. They'll, yeah. they'll put him on between, you know, Azpilicueta and, and Moses and, and we'll say, right, you deal with this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Conte does something. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Zuma in, perhaps. For height. For height. Yeah, to challenge. Aerial challenge. No. Coming out with a ball. Well, face. No, I'm just not convinced that uh, Kurt right. is... is has understood yeah. the system enough yet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, will he try and do Not something? Sure he's because comfortable in, a, in He's that. dominant in the air, though. I know, but you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't sacrifice. Don't, look, West Ham are a, a, a pretty good team when they get going. Lanzini's playing really well. Yeah, and you wouldn't, you know, he's the sort of player that could expose uh, positional frailties. So yeah. Okay, so if you were writing your pre-match notes now, mm. will it still be the same defence? Defence, yeah. Yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think we've no, already no. said that that defence has been, it's yeah. been solid forget, throughout the whole season. Don't no, forget what you could do. Is, I know he's not great in the air for, the, for his size, but uh, Matic could come back in against Drop West back. Ham just for yeah. set plays, so yeah. you've got that extra uh, bulwark, really. Yeah. Yeah. What I would say about Conte is that when he changed, if, if he doesn't make any tweaks, what really impresses me, he doesn't make tweaks to play to team strengths. He, play, he makes tweaks that play to their weaknesses like on Saturday with that midfield yeah, we just thought look exactly. there's no need to have Matic in there because yeah. of those three players exactly. we're all going to want to play football yeah. we'll put a better footballer than them in there and we'll mm. win the game on the back of it and you, you see he's done it throughout the season You know, it, at times he doesn't change it to to suit that team that we're playing he, he does it to suit the team we're playing and you know, working on their weaknesses so yeah. I can't see him playing and Zuma I really like him as a defender but coming out of defence you play me instead come on it's just he can't pass the ball it's all over the place and David Louise was putting those golden locks out on, on Saturday for the, <laughs> do you think that's the... why he's been started wearing a ponytail yeah, and maybe. what do we think of a ponytail I'm not certain that it's right it just doesn't look right <laughs> well, it's, it's good but, in the rain yeah I, I guess but I suppose we should also mention b- briefly there's a couple oh, of things I'm just still touching my hair and thinking what's a ponytail well <laughs> we could just stick one you on you can grow a rat's tail yeah. <laughs> thanks mate but Thompson suppose, twins <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. For any of you out there old enough, which unfortunately they probably are. Um I met him once. He said that he, he um it was about when I met him, it would have been mid eighties or something, he'd had a grown about three of them because fans just kept pulling them yanking them off. This is the Thompson twins, you know, his little rat's tail yeah. that he had on his in his hair. I have no idea what you mean. That's a little um, aside for you pop pickers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well I suppose we should also talk about, you know, Costa He's not playing 100%, but he's trying to get involved and he's still got a goal at the end of the game. 17th goal of of the season. 17th goal of the season. But he's still not quite... But he's... 
doesn't stop, does he? 17th goal of the season in all competitions. That was his 16th league goal of the season. Two in two after a four-game drought. He's now got eight goals in five games against Swansea. Yeah. Average of 1.6 goals a game is the best record of a Chelsea player against one opponent in Premier League mm. history. Mm. No, it's, it's brilliant. I'm he scored 42 goals in 78 Premier League appearances, 54%, a higher proportion than any other player to play 20-plus games in the competition. I mean, and you don't think he's doing that well? No, no, no. I'm saying, considering what his form was like, say, six weeks ago and where he is now, his first touch isn't as good. He's battling as hard as ever and he's fighting through. But I, I just I think he he's not super, been as good. I thought he was superb on Saturday. I thought he was He good, did a striker's job on, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, super. He did well, the hard work. I thought no, he did I, the hard I didn't work. think he was superb. I think he t- yeah. the goal was fantastic. But Hazard was sensational, I thought. Yeah, I think and so. That was his best game in a long while. Yeah, yeah and just the... I, what I loved was the intelligence. He knew exactly when to go on a run, exactly when to uh, just play the ball. Mm, I'd love someone to, for else to have was... scored that goal. It was about 48 minutes where he did that one-two on the edge of the area. And uh, yeah. Where I was sat, I could yeah. see right down it and the yeah. technique was just yeah, sublime. Yeah. I thought Costa was brilliant because I thought he was a workhorse in that game. He held the ball up brilliantly, brought other players into it. What was interesting with Costa is earlier in the season, the ball was bouncing off him and going going mm. off in, in all sorts of weird angles, but he was retaining possession of the ball mm. in, in difficult situations. Mm. And I think what he's proved in, for me, in, in the games, even though he hasn't scored, he had that four-game run when he didn't score, was that he will work and work and work. And, and for me, you know, as a central focal point for the team, I think he does an, an amazing job. And, and that's what I mean by I think he was superb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I just don't think he's quite at the level, but he's putting everything in to keep getting something out. And I think he's, things that were coming naturally a while ago are not coming naturally to him, and he's having to work. He's having to batter into defenders. I mean, he has been clattering defenders again a bit more, letting them know he's about, whereas when he's really right bang on it, he didn't need to. He was just going past them all. Yeah, I know what you mean. Having. There was a sense, I think, in the first half that, Perhaps he was looking for something to motivate himself. Yeah. You know, where a couple of seasons ago, he seemed to need that spark, mm. and he could get it from a bit of friction with a defender or, yeah. or whatever. And uh, sometimes we were very frustrating in the first half. I think generally into in the way they were. Yeah, set out. And Fernandez is quite a niggly player as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But you know, but, he's got sixteen league goals this season. I'll be, I'll be I'll be amazed if he doesn't get twenty. I'll I'll, I'll have an outside debt of him getting twenty five. I think he'll have an incredible season. Mm. Yeah, and I, I you know I'm not dissing him at all. I think that's a sign of a truly great striker is the scoring when perhaps other parts of the game aren't working and, and what he's goal. still in there. What a goal! I was loving. I mean, when he doesn't have to think beauty. about it, it's oh. just instinctive brilliance. <laughs> You're right. When he thinks but about it, that's. Back. I mean, the the, the, yeah. the Azards movement that yeah. brilliant little Just roll over the and then the faint and then the, and then the, the cut back that was at exactly the right angle yeah, it was you know but really that, that, that difficult strike technique. as well though was just oh. He could have very easily skied that, yeah. But he just technique, so and he has skied a few like that. So but that one, his balance was. Perfect. Let's not make let, let's not underestimate the fact that Fabianski made Fabianski made two amazing saves in that. Yeah, game. the one from yeah. Fabregas's kick yeah. down into the turf yeah. was actually and really the other one from save. I think Hazard shooting across him where he where he tips it around the post. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you know that that we could have easily had a lot more goals. Fabregas hit the bar. You know, mm, I mean, could it have had a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, three one. That was the worst thing he did in the entire game, wasn't it? Like, when he skied it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was one all at the time. As well, and I, yeah, that there was, was a time much, when the fans were a bit like, oh, yeah, you know, nothing a bit seems. To, yeah. We did get away with it a little bit with that as Billy Quetta handball. Nah, I mean, you know, too close. Was it a foot away? But you know, not having. I think that was a penalty. No, nah, I think it was a penalty too. I think it depends which side of the play you're standing on. For me, 
I looked at it and went, could be, couldn't be, probably not. It's just a bit too close. I don't know. Anyway, what we should talk about briefly. Can we talk about Kante? Just brilliant. Just, just okay, firstly. Okay, if you want to. Just very quickly. Just, just, give, him a, just give him a little chat. We always talk because, about him. He's always brilliant. But I, thought, I just thought, you know, you meant, you, you came up with a great comment. It was three tackles in 20 seconds. It was like he was four, in, yeah. he, four <laughs> tackles in 20 seconds. Over, it was like he was in a wormhole. Me- yeah, over 50 metres as yeah. well. It was like yeah. me, me and Ollie were sitting there and just going, Oh my God, he's t- that's Kante again. What? He just seemed to be appearing everywhere, wasn't he? It was and there like was a, a moment where Luis lost the ball and suddenly Kante's there. Yeah. It's like, yes. where does he come from? And uh, I just think, you know, yeah, the he, was, holes. Yeah, definitely he was ridiculous on yeah. Saturday in terms of, I've yeah. never seen anybody win the ball like him. But he yeah. gets better every week. I, I mean, it does. is actually extraordinary. I mean, God knows what it'd be like when he's had a, you know, a bit of a break in the summer <laughs> and they work on him again. Something will happen. He'll become even better. I think he's one of those players. I think, you know, He's the one that you've got to... Don't worry about anyone else. He's the one you want to keep. Who would you... Who would you uh, if you could have any player in the world alongside him, who would you have? Verratti. <laughs> not well, currently playing. I, I sort of think that... Height went, might, I might have a little concern about because Verratti's not tall, is he? Mm. But um, Thingy Bob from um, Real Madrid, um, the defensive midfielder. Well, Casemiro. Yeah. Mm. I like I like Nangolo. I think he's good. You know... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, limited. I think. You, know, you say? I think you. You lot will laugh when I'd you say it. Say but Verratti, but go on. Yeah. I'd really like Jack Wilshere at Chelsea. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> no, see, when that when he gets playing, when you get rid of that beard, middle, we'll start taking no, you seriously. It, Super Jack Jackie Wilshere. Wilshere. I've never I'd heard to such it. nonsense. I'd love to see him at Chelsea. I think he's a he said that. I give him his dues. He's, he's always injured. Yeah, but he wouldn't be at Chelsea without training correctly. He's would be injured. I think he'd just be an absolutely brilliant player for us. He'd be off having a fag anyway. outside of Jack Wilshere, give Charlie Colkett a chance. Do you, do you ever edit this programme <laughs> to preserve the credibi- credibility of... Uh, <laughs> who are you talking to? Any, <laughs> any player in the world and you say Charlie Colkett? No, I'm, I'm just talking about players of that ilk. If you're going to give someone a chance, I'd like to see him be given a chance. But he said any player in the world. Oh, yeah, but... I don't like spending you said, money. You said Wilshire. Yeah, no, I'd love to see Wilshire there. I just think about the, the way he'd compliment Kante. You deal with him. You can have a, he can't, he can't even get into Mar- Arsenal's Ed, Ed, team. Why would we have him? Yeah, but that's because Wenger doesn't know what he's doing, does he? No, he doesn't. But luckily, it looks as though he'll get two more years. One more, anyway. one more shout, very quickly. Frank Lampard, half time. I was just How lovely about to was do that. You stole his thunder. Well, he wasn't quick enough. It's been emotional. Because you're just greedy with that mic, Andy. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. He's obviously been picking up tips from Jamie and all the boys, hasn't he, about how to you know come out and do the business, wandering around. I thought it was going to break in a song. Yeah, at I one thought point. it was going to be a bit of Frank Sinatra. Yeah, didn't I you? thought it was. It was like right, and the hand yeah, in the string quartet would a... walk out or something. <laughs> it was, was nice. I liked it. Was it was lovely. It was yeah. fantastic. And you know, it's interesting because there are still people who still say they won't ever forgive him Idiots. for playing Idiots. for Man City. Nonsense. And I think it's you see that man out there. Listen to the stats. Listen to the amount of goals. Listen to the amount of games. Frank Lampard is Chelsea through and through. Mm. And at the end of the day, as I say time and time again, we had the option to give him another year. We chose not to do it. He's a professional footballer. Yeah. So what that he goes agree. and plays elsewhere? I totally agree. And I think it's funny that he came back and scored a goal. That's just classic. No, no, I, no I can't have that. It wasn't funny. <laughs> Actually, we did the podcast. Well, we and still he was won the really title upset that, yeah. about yes. it. I remember. But you know, but it just shows he he was able to score wherever he went. Yeah, and, and of course he was on, on, on loan at Swansea as well. So there was a um, yeah. it was a nice kind of symmetry yeah. to the. They were to very. The, to the I have to say the Swansea fans were fabulous as well. They gave yeah. him a round of applause because well, he was one of the yeah. It was a bit of a Chelsea Swansea loving, wasn't it? Because you had Lamps at half time and then Mako and Clement. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and obviously no, Jack did, Cork. Did, uh, I was wondering what someone surely would have tried to corner McAlealy and say, so what do you think of this Kante fella? I haven't seen any quotes. Have you seen any quotes of McAlealy talking about Kante? It's Kanta? your job, isn't it, Kerry? Kerry and I are working on it. Yeah, shh, watch this space. Um, but, but actually, it, it was good. Um, because uh, Because Paul <laughs> is Clement... He a, is he a birder then? <laughs> no, he's a footballer. <laughs> but uh, Paul Clement... Um, as was doing as he started the press conference, um, I was putting on my mic down, that saying it up, and then he double took me and went, "Gary," I went, "Hello, Paul," and he went, "Oh, long time no see, yeah, he's mate." A nice bloke, yeah, and I was because like, because oh, mm. the story with him is that um, I used to do a lot of him when I was on the mag and yeah. when he was under 14s before he became just to, so people know you used to work at Chelsea. Chelsea oh yeah, Chelsea. sorry, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm talking to Rick, like everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I used to work on the mag and I used to do a lot with Paul, right? And um, I've nice got an in- bloke, Paul yeah, Clement. absolutely lovely guy, and. Um, I've got an interview coming up with him soon uh, where I'm going to go back to Swansea and I've got all his old, old Prozone um, like data that he'd given me how he used to do set pieces so I want to do a piece of him about how he's changed the coach and, oh, Well you, you've ruined the surprise now because you were going to take him by surprise with those Look what I kept I know and when he listens to this he's going to go oh right Yeah I'll, oh, I've, got, I've got a lot more of what I kept from him but uh, yeah it was really good because I did an interview with him and his brother Neil and um, there's a lot of like nice stories about Chelsea, which I won't go into too much because they're not really out there in the. Where is Neil but Clement now? Last I heard, he, um, he, he was part of that um, betting scam on horses, wasn't he? <laughs> allegedly, sorry, allegedly, 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 moving on. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, what we should talk about is we're going to West Ham. Nice, quiet, friendly game. Can we just do the youth first? Yeah, okay, we can. Just in pretty a quickly. Because uh, 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 development squad lost 4-1 away to Arsenal on Friday. Back-to-back defeats for the under-23s. Not going brilliantly for them. Uh, next game's yeah, at Southampton. Online, they? they have, yeah. Uh, next game was at uh, Southampton next Monday. Under-18s, though. Uh, the league winners followed up their 13-0 thrashing of Brighton with an emphatic 3-0 win over West Ham on Saturday. It saw them stretch their unbeaten run to 22 games. Last time they lost was in early September. So Jody Morris doing a great job with Brilliant the uh, job. with the under-18s. Sorry, Kerry, you were going to... No, no. And FA Youth Cup? FA Youth Cup, yes. They're uh, playing Tottenham there you go. in the semi-final. Two oh, you Tottenham. bailed him out two, there. Two legs semi-final. We played him um, his, last season Tottenham beat semis, Newcastle. Um, yeah, they're, they're quite a good team, actually. Yeah, they gave we, us we're a better than game. them last season. They're, they're probably a little bit closer this season, I think. But yeah. So it'll be... Everyone should get down to Stamford Bridge. And if you're a North Londoner like me, go to White Hart Lane as well to support the under-18s. Yeah, the so unbeatable under 18s and if you're travelling on Monday just be very careful when you go to the West Ham game <laughs> Andy are you going to walk across the seats again to go to the West Ham fans at yeah, the, the you, end of the game the I can't believe you started that and no one recognised <laughs> you couldn't do that with my knee <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do that my knee would do if I tried doing any of that now. and your elbow now and my elbow yeah then what's wrong with my elbow oh, your thuggery days are over all gone, mate all gone, there's man. a photo of it. me and my son standing at the front of that with all the fighting oh, yeah. going on oh you were there weren't you of course. behind us and we're, we're the only the two people watching the football <laughs> <laughs> well that's because you kicked it, it was, all off it was just all, what an awful experience that was terrible terrible what are you doing experience. on Monday are you going to be in the press box yeah right. <laughs> you're not going to risk it are you going yes I'll be in the press box with, with Rick well <laughs> not with Rick but now I know he's there Probably I'll make hands. sure I'm with yeah. him 
Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a, it's an interesting game. Is it game. scarier than walking... Sorry, is it, is it scarier than walking to Plasto or to Upton Park Station as it used no, to be? No, I didn't find it... I, I no, it's not it. scary at all. You're walking no. through the Olympic Park. but Because yeah, um, that used to be scary walking from Upton Park Station. Everything happened inside the stadium. Yeah, yeah right, it, it, here's right. a tip actually, Rick. Because you... So when you walk from... I don't know, where would you Happy go? Wick. Okay, so when I come from Stratford, a bit of an appetite, right? When you walk in there, so you get to the press box and the food goes really quick. So <laughs> I, I, had to go and, I had to go and buy a dodgy pie well. from the concourse. Oh, really? It was horrible. So that was my worst, yeah, that's my worst experience of football. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any free grub. First world problems yeah, from Gary Hose. Oh, glamour, is it? That's, that's a great Part one two next week. your autobiography, that one. But, uh, but, well, to get there early and get... Get the food early because they, they don't put any new, I'm going any to, new food a, out. A, some um, Shoreditch, you know, hipster uh, beer, uh, a brewery on the canal. A oh, micro sure. brewery. Oh, I've heard about this. They've banned called, club colours, haven't they? You're not allowed in if you're in colours. There's the one that we, go to the, we, well, we went to it at the last match, but yeah. it's the one next door. It's got Howling Hops, I think it's called. Oh, I've had some of their stuff. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, I went, this is when I went to the um, the open air cinema at the yeah. driving cinema at Ali Pali. They were selling it. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> you <laughs> carry on, you two. We'll no, just we kick back yeah, and listen. We're just going to stroke our beard. Yeah, <laughs> welcome, so to, are... welcome to middle class football with <laughs> Gary Hayes and Rick. Middle Lambert. class journalism, actually, <laughs> football journalism. This is so. Remember, where are you, you going to park your Volvo when you go there? No, it's, a, it's a Fiat Five Hundred, actually convertible. <laughs> Convert, convertible. It is actually I'm convertible. No, London Overground. Come on. <laughs> You know, well, it real, Rick. well, I hope you guys get your food at the uh, at the West Ham game because it can be tough on that concourse with pies. Um, <laughs> so, so yes, I suppose we should just quickly have a, a think about that. It's going to be a tough game, isn't it, West nine, Ham? Nine nine day gap between uh, Swansea and, and West Ham, which I don't know if that's two days will make a huge difference, but will certainly help them rest and recuperate. I, I think a lot depends, but obviously on whether <coughs> Andy Carroll's fit because. That uh, Mikhail Antonio has been playing really, really well for them. He's a good player. He's got sent powerful, off, didn't he? he's fast, he's banned, banned for our game. Yeah. I think they can't and work. he's been playing centre forward. He played right yeah. back against the I was going to say, he doesn't have worked out where to play him yet. No, so. <laughs> but I think he's a, he's, uh, he's, he's not, he doesn't, I don't think he knows his role yet, yeah. but he really is a powerhouse and they're going to really miss him. Yeah. But I think, as I said earlier, Lanzini's a dangerous player. Yeah. A quite, what's his name? The left back, he's, can be Aaron can, Cresswell yeah he can put in some dangerous crosses and it's in the air that we have that vulnerability so hopefully Andy Carroll well hopefully they won't have too much of the ball back. that's it to cut off the service yeah. rather than worrying about Carroll yeah, exactly. when well, I, exactly. I think it's tailor made for us to let them have quite a bit of the ball that's what I'm kind of worried about it's one of those games that we may sit back and try and get through on the break Mm. Then so, midfield's not good enough, though. I don't no, I think you're enough. probably right, but I they can't. They give mm, the ball away too yeah, much. Create's a good player, though. I, I like him. I the, the, the right back. No, central midfield. Yeah, no, he's been playing right back for. Them. Oh, is he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think I think you're right. I don't. Think, I don't think their midfield right and their defence is good enough. Weekend. I don't think they'll cope. I don't think they'll have enough of the ball to trouble us. I think where where they will trouble us is set pieces, corners, um, and, and, hoofing. And, and hoofing the yeah, ball into the box, mm. right, dropping yeah, down. But I think we've got enough in the tank offensively to deal with it. I'm going three nil. Whoa, that's Ooh. my kind of prediction. I like it. I like it, Rick. Uh, uh, I'm going uh, two one us. Cheers, Rick. Okay, you can go two one. No, you can't. I'll go three one. I can see us conceding, but I think what was telling in the when we played him in the League Cup was that when Hazard and Costa came on in that game, that you saw us starting to overrun him. I think that's what we'll do in the game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be six two to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it to be. I think, I think we're going to think it's like Boxing Day. Yeah, I think it's going to be a strange yeah. one. 
But that is if Andy Carroll don't play. If Andy Carroll plays, we'll win 1-0. Okay. There you go. So that's been fun. Um, Thank you very much for being here. Gary, Rick, Andy. It's all going to be fun at West Ham. Make sure you get your pie in early. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.